<laughs> hey guys. Hello there. How you doing? Yeah, pretty good. Oh, mm -hmm. is it for the Huh? That was not a rhetorical oh. question. <laughs> um, I mean, I was asking them, but how you doing, Sage? I am, you know, I dropped my coffee this morning <laughs> before I really had a sip of it. So Tragic. it's that type of day, but um, it's Friday. It's Friday. How's your day going? Oh, um, it was an interesting day today. Don't work in residential. It's not for the faint of heart. <laughs> um, I want to retire like tomorrow. So there's that. That would honestly, like, honestly, that would be wonderful. Because then I could have my pension that I haven't built up. But, you know, people be getting Social Security and they need to build that up. Listen. And I could travel and live life. All I gotta do is have one fall. <laughs> just I need to catch one janitor slipping. I've fallen and I can't get <laughs> catch a janitor slipping one day. Next thing you know, an appointment for the disability for the rest of my life. I wouldn't be mad at that. Nah, I'd be annoyed because I have to kinda I have to write like to the disability people for certain clients. Um, and I'd be hating doing that because I'd be like, all right, bro, like you really don't need this. Like you really don't need this. Like, you got me writing and you don't need it because you're functioning fine. But I think that's partially me being bitter because I have to go to work and they don't. Yeah. Sounds good. You know, it's okay, though. But no, guys, what's up? How you been? How you living? Yes, we know we missed the deadline for last, this month's episode. But it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. We're like fine wine. We just get better with time. You know, it's two weeks. Sorry for the wait. Sorry for the wait. <laughs> but we're here. Um, did you miss us? Um, I don't think they missed us. They did. They did. Oh, okay. They were they were DMing. I don't get DMs. We appreciate that. I don't get DMs. <laughs> but I think it's because you're nicer than me. I've been wanting to be like, we're going to record when we record. My life is kind of a shit show right now. So, yeah, just... Bear with me, but you're going to get a juicy episode because then I'm going to come and talk all my crap right. on the episode. Right. So when you don't see us for a long time, that means the juicy episode is coming. Yeah, we're working on something great. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but to jump into this episode, so Sage had this bomb idea of giving me a therapy assignment that I give to my clients. Mm. LOL. Write a letter to your past self with things, was it with things that your past self needed to hear? Mm -hmm. Okay. So full disclosure, I didn't write my letter, but I wrote my letter. Like See, I didn't- That's a therapist for you. <laughs> <laughs> therapists never want to be compliant. <laughs> therapists don't want to go to therapy, but then they, therapists say they need therapists. I feel attacked. <laughs> I really feel attacked. I go to therapy. You do. I did my assignment in my head. I just didn't get the chance to put it on paper. But that's okay. You All can right. improvise. But yeah, I thought it would be nice to do this um, little exercise because I had this exercise given to me. and who? My therapist. Uh -huh. And mm -hmm. I recently graduated from therapy. <laughs> Yes, you can graduate from therapy. <laughs> you know, she kind of got to that point. She was just like, you know, like, I think you're ready. And I was like, I think I'm ready too. Like, 
I don't know. I've been going on like five weeks, four or five weeks strong. No, yeah, four or five weeks strong. And I'm, I'm out here surviving. I'm journaling, you know. So I just thought this would be a nice exercise because this was one of my last uh, exercises that I had to do before your girl graduated. So... Hmm, that's cute. Yeah. All right. So, how are we doing this? You want to take it away, or I'm gonna take it away? You go ahead. All right. Actually, no. We won't ask a question. So, the top three things in your letter that your younger self needed to know. The top three. Yeah. What are the top three things in your letter that your younger mm -hmm. self needed to know? I think <clears throat> the first one would be to be yourself. Be okay with being yourself. Wait, hold on. What age did you write to? Um, that was really hard. I would say like end of middle school. Oh, the ghetto years. Yeah, end of <laughs> middle school was like tragic. I really hated <laughs> middle school. I'm pretty sure like I had an eating disorder, low key, because I would not eat. Oh my, you bugging. I was never hungry. You were never hungry or you were just restricting? No, I think I was genuinely like, I was like, no appetite. I I was so like, miserable. <laughs> I just like, I really, I hated it. It was just, I kind of was, I don't want to say I was being bullied, but I was being teased. I was bullied. You were bullied? Yeah. Okay, I'll admit it, I was bullied too. <laughs> so you ain't want to tell me you was bullied? <laughs> You know, I have some pride. <laughs> I was bullied too, um, a little bit. So I really needed to write to that age because. Word. Yeah. I would say like end of middle school going into high school. Um, when did, well, when would your hypothetical letter be written? What we not going to do is shame me for not writing my letter on paper. But my letter was, and for reference, I have written this letter in the past. Yeah. So I literally just, you know, wrote it in Some my head. Some people can just do that. I'm not, I'm just not like that. <laughs> um, but I wrote to my, uh, I wrote to myself at the age that my dad passed, mm -hmm. like that year. Mm -hmm. I, I want to say that was 10, 11. Mm -hmm. So like right either the beginning of middle school or like the end. Oh, people actually like me today. Hey, Kalisha. Kalisha, you're... <laughs> <laughs> um, but the it was like the end of elementary school, middle school, like before starting middle school. So yeah, that age. Mm -hmm. All right, now you can go back to the three, oh, okay. three top things. <laughs> So be yourself, mm -hmm. stand up for yourself, mm. and be okay with expressing yourself. Okay. What are your main themes from your letter? My main themes were your skin color is beautiful. Your complexion is beautiful. You a little baddie because you cute and forget all, all these little booger-headed boys and people exactly. are saying. Right. Um, and you are resilient. That's beautiful. Thanks. <laughs> My hypothetical letter is beautiful, guys. <laughs> Alrighty, so you want to go ahead? 
and elaborate? Oh gosh. Okay. So for me, I think the ear skin color is beautiful came from being bullied Mm -hmm. by not only people at school, but also people like my mom's family are dickheads. Mm-hmm. Um, that Haitian bullying is a different level. Right, right. We get bullied <laughs> by our family members for fun. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it was school and my mom's family. Um, and my mom's family didn't do it necessarily in a way that they intentionally were like, oh, this, that, or third. But it'd be little snarky comments like, oh, you, you don't have to go back out in the sun. Or, mm-hmm. oh, come back inside stuff like that. I'd be like, oh, okay, sure, fine. Um, But in school, it was like, to name a few of them, Blackie, Midnight, Darkie, um, and we'll leave it there. Yeah. But pretty much, I feel like I always grew up when I was younger and like my dad was alive, my dad and I are the same complexion and we were the only ones in the house that were the same complexion. So like, it was like, oh, okay, like my dad looks like this. Mm-hmm. Then my dad passed away, and I was just me. And my mom is Matt, as you yeah. you've seen. Yeah. Sis is light bright. Yeah, light bright. Yeah. <laughs> um. So people would make comments randomly, like, "Oh, that's your daughter." Oh, I didn't know that was your daughter. Like, yeah. And it was just, you know, as a as a young black girl growing up and being in school and surrounded by white girls because I was an Oreo so the black mm-hmm. people didn't want to be my friend. Um, <laughs> hard like acceptance yeah. of my skin color was very difficult for me. There were times that I'd be like, well why don't what like mom why don't I look like you or why couldn't I just be the same color as my mom? And even with my height too I'd be like dang like why can't I be like you? What mm-hmm. what's why? Yeah I was gonna be the tall one. Yeah. Um, and that, like, I wrote to my, that age, but that applied for up until like college, honestly, I feel like acceptance of my complexion is still something that I work on to this day. Cause now I feel like it's very much fetishized, Mm -hmm. fetishized, fetishized, whatever, y'all know what I'm saying. But like people come up and be like, oh, chocolate, like you so chocolate. And I'm just looking like, I don't know you. Let's not refer to me as a candy bar. I am not something that you can eat. It's like cringeworthy almost. Let's not, I don't, like if it's my friends, I'll be like, okay. But even then, like to an extent, please don't call me chocolate because one, I don't know you too. I do not like to be referred to as something that you can eat or dispose of when you are done with it. That's not how it works. But yeah, so I'm pretty sure any man that has tried to get with me and is listening to this now knows why I react or respond <laughs> to them saying, what's up, chocolate? Like yeah, that. that's like, I mean, not to deter from you, but that's like when people are like, oh, hey, like, right? And I'd be like, Ugh, God, <laughs> my ancestors are shaking <laughs> right now. This is disgusting. I'm sorry. I Like, for me, I can't engage in, like, anything like that. It's just so... I think it's just cringe. I mean, we'll get into this into the dating. (laughs) But it's just very cringy when you use, like, complexion as something to get... As some way to get at somebody. Especially if you don't know them. Like... If that's the basis of your attraction for me, like... My... Go go back to 19... No. 
18, oh, <laughs> 80 something, because uh, that's where you belong. Nah, that's just wild. Um, all right, but yeah, that was kind of oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. I live in the ghetto, I thought I left the ghetto, but we still here, we surviving though. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like that's the grounds in which, like, in my letter talking about acceptance of my complexion and acceptance of being like the darkest person in my family, the darkest mm -hmm. person of my siblings was a very big thing for me. Yeah. And I think that's really hard, especially as a kid, because I don't know, you kind of like navigate the world feeling like you don't really like, you know, like fit, you know what I yeah. mean? And I could only imagine like how that feels, you know, cause I feel like everyone, some people have that concept of not fitting in their own like way, whether it be like you're like the odd one out because of the way you are like behavior wise or like personality wise. But I never really thought of like complexion wise, like how that could make someone feel too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a thing, but we working on it. We out here. Um. <laughs> Let's see. Okay, so the next one was. I don't even remember. That's terrible. It's a long day, sis. <laughs> it is. <laughs> uh, but I'm pretty sure that the next one was me telling myself that I am intelligent. Mm -hmm. So I have a terrible, terrible, terrible complex of if I do not get an A, then I'm stupid and yeah. I ain't do nothing. And my whole existence is worthless because I did not get an A. Yeah. Um, and especially as a child and in the Haitian community, they make a lot of comments towards kids that don't grow up with fathers like, oh, this person is not going to be this or this person is not going to be able to do that. So I feel like at that age, I had so much pressure. It's like, all right, sis, like, you got to get to it. You yeah. can't get anything less than an A, like, da, da, da. And me not getting an A, like, always led up to me saying, well, damn, like, I didn't do shit. Mind you, yeah. my mother wasn't one of those parents where it'd be like, you didn't get an A, it's wrong. Like, my mom was happy to see Bs. Mm -hmm. um, and she literally would be like, oh, okay, good job. And I just look at it like, yeah, you lying. Like, you and you, your head talking shit. Right. <laughs> Um, so I think just at that age, one thing I really needed to hear other than, oh, yeah, good job was, bro, your intelligence is not based on what the school decides mm -hmm. to rate or yeah. how the school decides yeah. to like give your you performance. Yeah, yeah. They, um, and especially that year going into middle school was tough because I was like, I don't want to be in school. I miss my dad. And then I was like, well, I can't fail. So now I got to get an A. It was just a very, mm -hmm. very unhealthy time. Yeah. It's hard because especially as a child, like, I feel like children who grieve, like, it's just a really hard process to go to through in general. But I feel like as a child, you're still learning about feelings and emotions and things and you have all these feelings and emotions that you really don't recognize, you don't understand, and you don't have that life experience to really, like, recognize it for what it is. So, like, that's hard. 
Yeah, it was different. I feel like my grieving process dictated a lot of how I responded or the, well, the lack thereof of a response. Like to this day, I'll say my communication is completely messed up mm-hmm. and I'll own it up. I'll own up to it now. But yeah. before I used to be like, now I be telling people stuff and they just don't listen. They don't be doing nothing. They don't this. My therapist checked me. Who? What she say? Yes. <laughs> she say? All right, fine. No, this was... <laughs> This was my therapist probably like when I first got to Howard, Mm -hmm. um, like my second semester, I had went in and I was pissed off at a certain someone Mm -hmm. whom I won't name, but I already know you know who it is. Um, (laughs) I was pissed off at a certain someone. And she was like, well, did you tell him why you're pissed off? I was like, what do I need to tell him for? He knows why I'm pissed off. This man done known me for like four or five years now. He knows exactly what he did. Mm. And she was just like, does he really? Because do you really think he would have continued to act and maneuver in this way if he knew what he did? I was just like, I don't need to sit here and communicate what's wrong with me if he should know. And then my ass is in there like, Vanessa, you sound stupid. Shut up. When you hear it out loud, you're like, <laughs> like oh. I was literally like, Vanessa, you sound stupid. Shut up. And I think she caught on to that. I caught on. And she was just like, well, Vanessa, how exactly do you expect for this person or anybody at all to know what is wrong with you, regardless of how long they have known you, mm-hmm. if you don't speak up? Because that's like you assuming that your mother should have known what was wrong with you when you were younger. And she never did anything because she didn't know what was wrong with you. Yo, she was, and when, she they would, get, when, when they <laughs> when they connect to life now with press with past stuff, that should be fucking me up. I'm sorry. Like, yeah. I'd be like, yo, you are. I leave that session like, thank you so much. I wasn't leaving like, thank you. I was annoyed. But she was like, <laughs> yeah, you need to communicate and speak up, or you're just gonna be sitting here mad at the world and mad every single day. And I'm not listening to you complain about it until you actually say something. I was like, wow, yeah, that's what I paid you for. Well, not me, but that's what my insurance paid you for. She was like, no, that's not. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Yo. But yeah, that was my little spill as far as my communication being a mess mm-hmm. and just the way all that combobulated. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's jump over to you, Sage. <laughs> okay, so the first one I said was be yourself. I said that one because I felt like and I feel like still now I'm even though I'm really like outgoing, I'm kind of shy at the same time. I can be really quiet, I think, when I first meet people and like to myself. Yeah. And I feel like that comes from like being bullied a little bit on like certain things like for instance like growing up like I was like an instrument nerd like I used to play like the violin the piano the flute like I was like a little low-key nerd I used to go to science camp every summer and I kind of was bullied essentially for all those things and taking interest into those things and I don't want to say I was sheltered but Haitian people have a 
really good way of sheltering your kids. You were sheltered. Yeah. Patients shelter. Yeah. They filter a lot. So, like, I didn't know a lot about, like, pop culture or, like, things like that. The average American teen or tween at that time knew. So, I was just always so, like, embarrassed and ashamed, like, that I think that I kind of went inward and, like, didn't really speak because I was just, like, so afraid to, like, be made fun of because I didn't know what this is or, you know, I couldn't relate to experience that other kids had or, like, you know, so that really, it was. I feel like that's partially also why a lot of us all, like, clicked and gravitated towards each other because if i tell you now like to this day there's certain of my friends like my friends that aren't haitian Mm -hmm. they'll say some stuff i'd be like i don't know yeah like i ain't live this life yeah i i have no clue and i have one of my friends that i met um at howard stephanie and she's haitian but sis is hip to all black culture all this and i just be like dang like where were you yeah, when I like, needed you? <laughs> I didn't know about any of this. Is, okay, like, damn, have some mercy on me. My parents are immigrants. <laughs> like, <laughs> Jesus. Now my parents are immigrants. Like, and then it's like, another thing is like, you, like, being Haitian is such a big part of who I am, especially at home. So I felt like I had to hide that home, like, my, who I was at home from school life because, like, I was being made fun of for literally being Haitian and my name and like literally everything that like I had really an embarrassment of like who I was because I was like, wow, like, like this Haitian culture keeps following me where I go because, you know, once people say my name, they're like, oh, like, how do you say this? Mispronouncing my name. And I think from those experiences, like I really learned like, okay, like, be proud of your name like my name means wisdom and someone who's really wise so like it's okay to be different and unique and have like a different culture and be different from people and I think it's hard like when you grow up in like I don't want to say suburban areas because I mean yeah it is suburban kind of I don't know it's when you grow up in Stanford Stanford, yeah (laughs) because it's like you come from like it's just so divided and like you literally grow up with like people from a whole another walk of life like really wealthy predominantly white people and, and then just you, for background sage did catholic school yeah and somehow i always ended up in like the districts where like like i went to tor like you know that shit was all white people i mean so like it was just hard so I think I would really tell myself, like, just be yourself. My second thing was not to be afraid to stand up for yourself because obviously your girl was getting bullied. Um, And I really just didn't know how to advocate for myself. Like, I've always been more self-spoken and, like, speaking up for yourself in a Haitian household is not a thing. (laughs) And like I, <laughs> I was a little more rebellious, and I feel like I was kind of conditioned to kind of whatever you feel, sad, bad, anger. Like if you feel that towards your parents, like you cannot express that. And I think from constantly like having to suppress how I felt, like I kind of just learned to not 
advocate for myself when I didn't like something or something was uncomfortable or something was just like, I don't know, like anything. I just didn't like it. So yeah. And then the last, what did I say? (laughs) (laughs) It's been a day. We both want the same one. Yeah, no, that was all. That was mine. Yeah, no. Yeah. And I think the like arching theme that I was like kind of trying to relate to myself was like, you know, you're safe. Like, I think even though like I grew up with so many like siblings, like I have like four that I was living with my two grandparents and my parents and my step grandma. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, That's a lot. I always like, and my siblings are like 10 years older than me and my little brother and I are like the youngest. And so like you really kind of grow up like with that age gap, you feel alone a lot of the times. Facts. Yeah, like it's hard sometimes to like be that in a whole different like um, generation, like so far removed from your like everyone else, and like you're navigating life, and they're like literally in their own lives, adulthood, and you're like, I don't know what to do, yeah. and like figuring it out. So I think from that, and like kind of, I don't want to say the black sheep, but like I am a little different than my family. So like I always felt like I needed that reassurance, like it's okay, you're different, like, you're safe, you can be here, you know. So, that's what I would tell younger Sage. Yeah, tween Sage. (laughs) Sage. Yeah. I feel like mine is kind of similar. Like, I overarching theme for me would probably be, you're doing a good job. Like, you're, you're handling things in a way that is going to further down the line protect you from certain things but also it's okay to be sad it's okay to cry because i Mm -hmm. feel like in haitian i won't even just say haitian in caribbean households kids are taught you have nothing to be sad about you have nothing to stress about you have nothing to cry about be grateful you can go to school be grateful you have food (laughs) in the morning yeah i'm like yo be grateful you have shoes you're not walking barefoot three four miles to go to school like Boy, girl, bye. Bye. That really used to create like a sense of guilt for me. Like I used to be like, oh my god, like I need to be perfect because like my parents, like I'm so lucky, I'm so grateful to be alive. You better than me. I I literally, yo, yo. When I tell y'all, I used to sit and write in my journal, be like, I hate it here. I don't know why sis always want to tell me about how she had to walk to school or how she had to do this for her brothers and sisters. I ain't tell your mother to have so many kids. I ain't tell your mother not to try to leave the country. Drops my kids. I used to go off. Yo, one time my mom found my journal and she read it. Yo. She's so distraught. I wish I could be in a room. I wish I could be in the room when I... My mother went off. My mother was like, she literally, nah, we can end on this though. My mother mother literally was like, oh, that's how you feel. That's what you, you think that's nice? Yo. That's how you feel? (laughs) Oh, come, come, come beat me up. Yo. Come, come beat me up. 
And I literally was, mind you, this is without any context. I don't know what she's talking about until she takes the journal and throws it on the table. And then I'm looking at her like, uh, uh, yo. that's not mine. I wonder if she's really be like, yo, am I? Like, if I feel like they look at it with, like, their face, like, holding up their jaw, like, am I a bad parent? Like, I really. My I, mom ain't never asked herself is she a bad parent in her life. I feel like they kind of do, but nah, they won't admit it. That's a lie. They definitely shed a tear. I ain't gonna hold you. That's a, if, yo. I, if I picked up a journal and my kids said they, God, please, because I will see, I will go to my husband and be like, my kids hate me. I'd be like, all right, Anne, you want to hate me? So Let me sad. send you to go live with my mother. Hey, yo, I already know Period. I'm about to be like a white mom, but like not letting them like act crazy, but like, being a pushover. <laughs> like, yeah, here, you can do it. <laughs> I truly wish y'all could see my face right now because Sejin got me all messed up. <laughs> Knowing good and well her boyfriend. Mm -hmm. Sejin has a boyfriend now, guys. No, good and well her boyfriend Haitian and not, not going for none yeah, of that. It's not. At he, all. He can be the disciplinary. Mm -hmm. But on that note, guys, you should definitely complete this journal exercise sure. and share with us how it felt for you guys you know even if you don't share do it for yourself and see yeah. what comes out of it it's a really transformative exercise i will say especially if you're trying to move on have a new beginning and let go of certain feelings you know yeah it might bring up some stuff that you see you do now that you didn't notice or recognize yeah but on that note, off to our shameless plugs. Mm -hmm. And don't forget, bitch, you're doing a good job. You're doing a good, good job. job. <laughs> bitch, you're doing a good job. All right, guys, it's now time for our shameless plug. Vanessa. Say, Jane. What have you been watching, listening to, doing, engaging in? I've been studying. <laughs> Um, but I guess I will say that my shameless plug for this month is my annoying sister who does wonderful at hair. He does. At Hooked on Phonic. <laughs> That's terrible, y'all. It um, is, it is, it is. But Melissa Kafonic or Mel C at Phenomenal Hair Salon in Stratford, Connecticut. It's Stratford or Milford. It's just, it's that it's like borderline yeah, Stratford Milford. But it's really Stratford, I would say. Yeah, but she does, you know, great at hair. Um, tomorrow she's probably gonna be dyeing my hair copper, mm. reddish copper. So yeah, stay tuned, guys. I might have a new look, courtesy of Melissa. Check her out, hit her up to my naturals. I don't have any heat damage from her. My heat damage is caused by me putting in a straight weave and just straightening my hair a million times because I didn't like it. Um, but yeah, she's really good. Not scissor happy, but she will tell you if you need to cut yeah. your hair. She did tell me, she was like, I'm not gonna cut, but I'm gonna let you know. You need to cut you need it. To cut it. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> but she's awesome, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, no, and she really avoids cutting your hair because I like begged her to cut my hair, and I ended up, <laughs> I ended up cutting, I cut, I cut my hair myself so that she had to fix it. She if she listening, hey Melissa, and she probably cussed me out. But yeah, that is my shameless plug this month. My 
lovely big sister who <laughs> irks my nerves. The ponytail slayer. Oh yeah, the ponytail slayer. Facts. Alrighty, so my shameless plug for this episode will be um, I've been watching this show produced by Issa Rae on HBO. It's called Baby. Can we talk about how she popped up, Mary? <laughs> That's Ooh. Gonna Ooh. We gotta talk about that. Okay, sorry. That was different. I gotta be like her, but then I posted my boyfriend, so never mind. Oh, but um, hey Tom. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, yeah, I've been watching her show, The Sweet Life or Sweet Life. And it's pretty much like a modern Baldwin Hills. It's giving me mess. It's giving me black professionals. It's giving me looks. It's giving me fine men, relationship goals, you know, professional goals. So I think it's a nice little thing for the culture right now. And I've been kind of hooked and I kind of put a few people on, and they're hooked too. So I guess I gotta check it out. Definitely support our sis Issa Ray. <laughs> Baby girl popped out. <laughs> Just popped out. That's different. Said, I'm married. That's my husband. That's how I know you rich. <laughs> what kind of uh, uh, thing that did she have NDAs that she give out? Because that is different. That's Beyonce level. But that's I think that's so beautiful. Yeah, though, being able to keep even at that level of success, being able to keep your relationship private um, until you want people to know. Right. That's goals right there. That is big time goals. But yeah, guys, thanks for listening. Check out our shameless plugs. Um, if you're in Connecticut and go to go to my sister for your hair, tell her I sent you so she can give me a discount. Right. And um, <laughs> I don't know who ooh, who's calling, blowing up our phones like that. But um, you know, uh, if y'all finesse HBO Max login from <laughs> your sneaky link, <laughs> send that over. <laughs> Watch the Sweet Life on Netflix. Oh, Netflix on HBO. HBO. Bye guys. Bye.